Welcome to the new segment of the Unyielded, Thriving No Matter What podcast, Rise and Thrive. I'm your host, Bobby Kaler. I wanted to create a super short segment that would be fuel for you so that you can make the absolute most out of this week that you've been given. Let's dive in to today's episode. Welcome to Rise and Thrive, a segment of the Unyielded Podcast. I am your host, Bobby Kaler. This short segment is meant to be fuel for mastering your life. When I was a junior in high school, I found myself doing something that I never thought I would. It started in October of my junior year. I got an invitation in the mail to compete in the Miss Teen Missouri pageant. And trust me, back then, (laughs) that was an academic distinction. But even so, I wasn't really a pageant girl. I mean, I was a farm girl and I was a tomboy as an athlete. So it really seemed like a no-go in my book. As I was throwing the invitation in the trash, my mom noticed it and she asked to read it. And as she was reading it, she pointed out that it had a speech competition element. You could either do the speech or you could do the talent. I have to admit, knowing that it had a speech element, that was kind of intriguing I grew up with severe speech problems, so speaking competitively was very rewarding. And my mom, through some sort of magic or witchery, I'm not sure which, said, you know, this is going to be a pretty big deal. It says here it's going to be televised. There's going to be a few thousand people there in attendance. And she said, you know, if you entered the speech competition portion and you won that, I bet that could make the newspapers back home in our little town, hometown in Illinois, where everyone thought of you as the girl with who couldn't talk and who made fun of you, she said, probably all those people would read it. And she said, I wonder, how would that feel? I told you it was witchery, because I have to admit, that sounded pretty good to me. So against all of my better judgment, I listened to my mom, and I entered the pageant. And I promptly began working on my speech, even though the event wasn't until April. It took about six weeks to get it just right. And now it was time to start practicing. I mentioned that I grew up on a farm and and our house was small. I didn't have a bedroom. I slept on the couch in the living room. So, So privacy was an issue. And no matter how supportive my parents were, no one really wants to hear the same speech over and over and over again. So clearly I had to move my practicing outside. Now, the place on our farm with the most privacy was right by the pigs, and they didn't seem to mind, so that's where I practiced. Then one day, Miss Todd, a drama teacher at the high school, asked me about the event and how practice was coming along. She wasn't one of my teachers, as I didn't take drama, but somehow, and I don't know how, but somehow she knew about that I was in that competition. And I was telling her about my progress, and when I got to the point about practicing by the pig pen, she stopped me cold, dead in my tracks. And she said, Bobby, I admire your tenacity, but we need to get you the right environment to practice in. So I don't know how she did this, but somehow she arranged for me to be able to practice in the school's auditorium every day so that I could get used to being on a stage. And that was an adjustment. Then one day she checked on me while I was practicing and she noticed some other things that I needed to work on. And she started making sure that the spotlights were on, for example, so that I could practice what that would be like, you know, essentially being blinded by this beam of light. 
And then she helped me understand how to work with that. She taught me how to make sure that the entire audience, even though there'd be like three to 4,000 people in attendance, how how I could work it so that everyone would feel like I was talking to them, even though I would not be able to see them because I'd be in the spotlight and the house lights would be down. It was way different than any of the speaking that I'd done before that. And as I look back, I can't believe how lucky I was that she helped me. I mean, she wasn't my teacher and she didn't have to help. Not only did she teach me how to speak on a bigger stage, but she taught me one of the most important lessons that a person can learn. When you put yourself out there, the universe conspires to help you. Another way to put that is something that we've all heard. When the student is ready, the teacher appears. I think that's why taking action and putting yourself out there is so important. No one can help you until you do that. Because of Miss Todd's help, by the time that the pageant arrived in April, I was so prepared and so well-practiced and the right practice that I knew that I was ready for that bigger stage. I believed and I knew that I could win the speech portion of that, of that event, and I did. Once again, my mom was right. When the article appeared in the little newspapers back in our hometown in Illinois about my victory, it felt good. It felt really good. What felt even better was when my former classmates and teachers sent me a card congratulating me on the achievement. And what was very touching and what I still carry with me to this day is that many of them included apologies for the way that they had once made fun of me because of my speech problems. None of it would have happened had someone that I trusted not challenged me to go after something outside of my comfort zone. And then once I accepted that challenge and stepped outside of my comfort zone, the teacher literally appeared. Is there an action that you've been wanting to take, but you haven't because you aren't totally sure of the way forward? How can you put yourself out there so that others can help you? Because at our core, most people like to help. They like to help other people when they see people aspiring to it. I remember I was doing an interview with Anthony Spadafor, and he was talking about when he had coached college professors. And the professors said, you know, when they have students in their class that are just, you know, lit up on fire about wanting to do something, those are the students that the professors want to help. But for that to happen, we have to put ourselves out there. Otherwise, no one can see our desire. So that wraps up this episode. Thanks again for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to those of you who have subscribed. If you haven't hit, uh, subscribed already, please hit that subscribe button so that you never miss another episode. And if you're finding value in the podcast, I wonder if you'd do me a big favor. Would you please go to Apple and leave us a positive review? That would be absolutely awesome. The more positive reviews we get, the more that we are found by others who can also benefit from our message. And no matter what happens this coming week, make sure that you rise and thrive.